Podcast. That's the one. That's the one. Episode 92, June 5th, 2019. Bob Nastanovich and Mike Hogan. How you doing, Bob? Well, it's a little uh, early post time for us, isn't it? Like, I'm not even, like, under a cover of darkness. Well, it's, what, 9.30 there? What time is it there? I don't know. Hold on. Let me click it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's 9.25. Yeah, yeah. Like, come it, on. Like, you know... I, well, it's not even like officially dark yet. That's, like, uh, that's weird. And it's great man. to hear Teddy. It's great to hear your boy Teddy. Yeah. He's like six now, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's... And Mr. Ghost, he's in full effects. You know? got... He hasn't actually like wound it down. So you'll hear some Mr. Ghost tonight. You're on the back porch. You got Mr. Ghost. You got a, still yeah. a little sunlight. Uh, let's get right into it. We got some. It's music. a steamer. It's a steamer here. It's like a... it's a steamer. Like, have you guys had the humidity yet? Uh, a little bit, not too bad. Um, well then, it's I'm gonna steamer. It's coming your way, my man. I'm gonna bring the heat. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna start hot. We're gonna start hot from 2012. Atlanta artist. Mm-mm. The name of the album actually is Leaving Atlanta. This is a guy named Gentleman Jesse. Um, I think you'll like. What's his era like? As it like, 2012. Say? 2012. Oh, so so recent. Yeah, recent. Gentleman Jesse with like a Jesse with a J E S S I E. J E S S E. Gentleman Jesse. Uh, Gentleman Jesse. Okay. Atlanta, Georgia. Bring in the heat. This will get you moving, Bob. This is a. This well, is, we're gonna move tonight. Okay. We're gonna do a little round. Tonight, we're we're yeah. moving. This one's called "Eat Me Alive." Uh, Summer. Time. Well, that's right. With a song title like that, it better not kid around. Eat me alive, gentleman Jesse. Dig it. There's a hidden truth, 
That's some power pop, Bob. That's the definition of, isn't it? Yeah, you know. It's kind of rare in this day and age to be doing music like that, like kind of in your face, like full on. Full it's on. It's very like, um, you know, it's got a New Zealand vibe, which I'm not sure they're even familiar with that type of thing. Yeah, I don't know. But it's just it's just a fun song. It's just a song that when I hear it, it's hard to not smile. Yeah, well, you can you, can you imagine seeing that band uh, not well rested? You'd be like, whoa! Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I gotta imagine hey, they are. I'm thinking like you know, amazing I need these guys to come over and like help me with my lawn. <laughs> yeah. Serious energy. They would do it in like five minutes. Yeah, I'm like you know, they could throw a roof on the old house. <laughs> you know that kind of music. Yeah. No, good oh, band. Fantastic. That that so that uh, album's called Eat Me Alive. That was released um, on vinyl in an edition of one hundred. Um, I think there well, was. Well, let's get. What is it? What is the process now with like this serious limited thing? Like, is there a well, game plan? Like, sell the first hundred? Like, even Broker Sip, I'm gonna like. Yeah. Play like you know later in the show. Like I've got a limited edition of five hundred seven inches. When you get down to a hundred, you're paying extra. Right. 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 Sure. Sure. No. I think I think the deal was they did like a regular pressing on vinyl. They did a hundred on on white vinyl as as the first pressing. So, oh. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why would you ever bother with colored vinyl? I don't know. I don't know. But you for the, one thing, like especially white vinyl, like you can't even see the grooves of the flashlight. That's true. You, the, so this is this is a record you can get you can get ten bucks. Ten bucks you can buy that record discogs. It's just Now a, is the whole thing good? Yeah. It's, it's, it's you know, it's just fun, good. It's not gonna um change the world, but it's gonna make you smile. Well it'd change the world minutes. if you saw them. Yeah. They were full on. Yeah. No, it's 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 a good record, beginning to end. It's just a fun, enjoyable record. Well, no lack of energy there. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna bring a uh, different kind of energy. It's a very mysterious band. Okay. You know, it's a and it's a band that I've like been aware of since I was in college. Okay. It's uh, African Head Charge, and like uh, I'm not really sure what's going on here. They've got the one guy who's like always kind of been in charge, and then like for a long time they were a studio band, and then they started playing some live shows, which unfortunately I didn't see any of them. But like it's the same kind of vibe; it's like full on energy. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna play. A, we'll talk about it afterwards. But this is off there. I think it's '83 album called Drastic Season. This is called Fruit Market by African Head Charge. <laughs> Thank you. 
They're a band that sets a mood. Well, they're kind of like the music of the big city. Like you don't hear that, hear that kind of stuff in rural areas. No, no, that's Adrian. Yeah. Sherwood. On you sound records. On you sound records. Right. London label. Like I, I don't know if they're English people or what. Adrian, Adrian Sherwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a legendary producer. <laughs> I know that, but I'm saying like, like, are the, I don't know where that band's from. I know they have yeah. the one main guy. And like, can you imagine being like cool enough to be in that band? Right. Right. Like, hey, like, and like, Seriously. you know. We're not getting the invitation in the mail. Like, uh, we like what you do. We'd like to be in the African head charge. (laughs) Well, so I I think, you know, they're multi-ethnic, multi-racial. I think they're based in London. Um, Yeah, it definitely sounds like London. But, but yeah, it's um, Adrian Sherwood. Of course, that was his label. On you sound, um, you know, and he was he was involved with Tackhead. He was in, he's been a producer um, on a number of different projects. You know, he's produced like anything from Primal Scream to Depeche Mode to Skinny Puppy. Um, but yeah, all over the map. Oh, Skinny Puppy! I forgot about them. Remember them? But uh, vaguely. <laughs> it's, it's, but. It's, uh, uh, I thought, like, you know, it's the second uh, second inning of tonight's podcast. I, th- I thought I'd throw a curveball because we haven't brought much psychedelic dub. Yeah, I like that. Podcast. So, like, you know. I like that. The head charge is something I've, I've always been kind of aware of. But, like, you know, and, like, as a live DJ, like, you know, if the party is waning, which it often does, let's face it. And, like, uh, I, I, I go back to episode 91. Uh, I'd like to thank the gentleman that said, um, Oh, yeah. Mokhtar has like uh, played the U.S. twice and like he's currently on tour. Then he figured out he's coming to Jersey City, I believe, in like in a month or something or a couple Uh, weeks. Yeah, in a few weeks. Yeah, he starts starts a North American tour here not far from me. Um, Well, Lord knows we've missed him so far. We have. You know, we have. Shame about that, you know. Like I would love to be, like, instead of doing this podcast tonight, I'd love to be in downtown Des Moines. Watching him do do his thing, right, 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 for sure. Yeah, you know, 
<laughs> Bring him to Des Moines. <laughs> yeah, African head charging them do Mokhtar oh. like at the amphitheater tonight would would be about like a really nice evening here. That would be <laughs> that would be incredible. And Ghost agrees. Ghost. Yeah, ghost bring, your dog, night. Like, yeah. bring your dog night. Yeah, love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, let's let's pivot to a different part of the show. This oh yeah, you haven't used the word. I love it's your it's the, that's your podcast for pivot. It is. It is. This is something yeah. we talked about doing for a while. Um, You're a pivotal podcaster. <laughs> and I'll pivot after the song. I'll pivot after this song. Well, what do you got? Uh, we're 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 pivoting to a, a little label spotlight. Your your label and my label, and I'm going to start it. Oh my uh, lord! Here we go, Little Brother little Records, brother. and then you'll follow with your. This bro- is the precursor to our Bandcamp page. Broker's by the way, tip. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll tease it. We'll see if people even give any shits if they give well no they don't they don't but like that doesn't mean that we <laughs> don't start it you know right right exactly so um, i'm gonna say i'm gonna say we're gonna do it with like a july 1st launch date okay deal um so yeah, i i, 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 I want to talk about you know of course I, I ran little brother records for a little while for for a few minutes uh in the 90s released i don't know 15 or so um, seven inches and CDs and LPs and whatnot. that's a lot of material, mate. Not just, I mean, I'm just like, we'll, we'll hear it next, but like, I'm only on my fifth EP after like 23 years of existence. <laughs> you, you are very prolific, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, somewhat. I mean, uh, for a short period of time, I put out a number of things. Um, and the thing that I most Do you have a grant or something, or like, no. just like going, like slipping them all in, signing no. all the ships. I just, I like, just you know, scrounge up cheap. money, scrounge up money, sell some copies to, to fund the next thing. Um, but the, so, you know, of course I've talked a little bit. Hey, we about need, the, we need your promotional skills. Okay. Well, we'll do it. Um, I've talked a little bit about the Minutemen tribute that I released. Our band could be your life. Uh, that, that's your most successful release, right? Yeah, so, I think so. From a number, sheer number of copies, it sold mm-hmm. uh, probably about five thousand, maybe a little more. I don't know, five to eight thousand. And there's great, great contributions to that. Yeah, we've played some of that stuff. I, I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna cover that here. No, we're not gonna talk um, about that. But like, it's, it's a, it was a, it's a noble release. And I it opened, like kind of, it opened the door for a number of other opportunities. And one of the things, including the introduction of Nels Klein right well that was I through that I met Nels I'd never met Nels before I'd never even heard of Nels Klein before actually that's not true I knew of Nels Klein we're talking what year year? uh, 92 93 92 I think I knew of Nels Klein because he was one of the guitarists on a song on the Firehose Mr. Machinery Operator album. Um, right. There was a there was an instrumental called um, April 29th, 1992, about the L.A. riots. Um, and there were two guitar solos. One was Mac McGon of Superchunk, yeah. and, and the other was Nels Klein. And so I'd never heard of Nels until I got that firehose record um and then shortly after that he reached out to me because i was already in the process of putting together this minuteman tribute and he said i want to do a song uh and so nels nels contributed a song nels almost never sings um and at the time he was working at an art bookstore in santa monica 
he was playing a um, free music show every Monday night at the Alligator Lounge because Monday was like the least popular night, so they gave it to the the free jazz guitarist guy. Um, and right. he was he was curating that, and um, and you know I was just like, yeah, sure, send me the song, and so he sent it to me. And then he reached out and sent me some of his his other stuff that he had recently recorded. And um, he and I just immediately hit it off and became really, really, really good friends. Um, And so almost immediately, uh, I clicked well with Nels, and he was just the nicest guy in the world. And, um, And then fortunately, his music really hit me too. And so he recorded this album chest that i want to talk about and and play at least one song maybe a couple songs from um he recorded it in 93 when he was on enja uh records which is a kind of jazz ish newish jazz label uh based out of germany um and he he recorded it and he he didn't even send it to them because he thought it was just too weird and too too extreme um and I, he sent it to me, and I like wore my copy out, uh, the cassette that he gave me. I, I pretty much played it on repeat for months in my car. Like yeah, as I, I say, go. cassettes are like for driving around. Yeah, and um, so... I don't mean to brag, again, I hate to mention the Windstar, but I do have a cassette deck and a CD player. <laughs> I'll have to. Um, that, that, that gives maybe gives me a reason to visit Des Moines. We can very maybe, sexy year for car audio. <laughs> cruise around in the wind. Two thousand one. You got it all. <laughs> you got your CDs. Love it. You got your cassettes. I love it. it yeah. So yeah, I love it. In fact, when you come out here to visit me, bring this uh, cassette. Okay, I'll have to. I'll have to dig dig it out because I'm not even I'm sure. Alternate African head chart and Nels Klein okay. and drive around Des Moines. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, so Nels had, Nels had recorded this and he sent me a copy and I'd probably played it for at least a year, year and a half before I worked up the courage to ask him if I could release it because it was just sitting there. He hadn't even approached anybody. He didn't know what to do with it. It was, it was uh, kind of too long for a single LP and not long enough for a double LP. And so uh, I mentioned it to him and uh, he was like, oh, my God, okay. So he he went back into the studio and recorded a couple additional tracks to kind of fill it out as a double LP, one of which is only available on the vinyl, um, the song called Hands of the Puppeteer. Um, and the CD itself is, you know, it's about, I don't know, 70-plus minutes or so, uh, kind of pushing the edges of what was... Uh, available in those days on CD, um, but uh, yeah. So fortunately, I was able to release it, and it's um, it still stands as it's the my favorite thing I ever released on the label, and it stands really as one of my favorite albums um, ever. Well, that's saying a lot because uh, as, as you talked about before, it's a pretty prolific label. Ah, uh, you know, I don't know, fifteen releases. I mean, oh, that's a lot of releases. I mate. guess, yeah, yeah, you know, but. Um, but yeah, it's they're just, still hanging around your basement. Like uh, you still got them all. Like I've got a few copies. I don't have too many copies of the Nels. Um, I've got maybe twenty or so. Uh, so yeah. it's available if people want. July first, the tr- July first, <laughs> Brokers Tip, Little Brother, Slash 
Bandcamp release date. That's All right. this stuff will be available at reasonable prices. There you go. Uh, for me, it's, uh, I'm fine with a name your own for the digital. But yeah, the the, the vinyl. I refuse to do. I, I, I won't go digital, but I refuse. I, I just go seven inch vinyl. Yeah. And okay. I refuse Fair to enough. sell anything for more than five bucks plus postage. Deal. You're, uh, yeah. Because like, like, I'm all seven inches. It's like the current, um, it's like Discord 2019. Um, without their, with a different kind of approach. But yeah, yeah. same kind of like. Uh, pay no more. Approach. Pay no more then. Um, but anyway, so so Nels Klein, Nels Klein Trio was um, Michael Preussner on drums uh, and Bob Mayer on bass. Uh, and it was just the three of them. And the approach was it was kind of a guitar jazz free jazz trio but nels he kind of went off a different direction when he heard sonic youth and so you'll hear that when i play this you'll hear you'll hear even bits of slint when he sent this to me i said oh god man have you heard slint have you heard polvo and so he started exposing me to a lot of the more out there experimental free jazz and i started playing him some of the indie stuff. Well, why, why wouldn't he just respond like uh, I'm more into Philip Glass or something? Like well, that. I mean, he did. I mean, it was it was uh, you know you got to I mean, like, remember. It's kind of weird. Like that's like uh, comparing like you know this kind of music to Paul though. Well, but that's the thing when when I gave him. I mean, I hate to complicate things with your discussion. But. Well, when I gave him Paul though, he loved it. He absolutely because he was. Th- this is a guy who grew up listening to jazz, but also listening to Hendrix and and music like that. So he absorbed everything he was given, and he was a huge Sonic Youth fan. So when he heard what Polvo was doing, he loved it. In fact, he released. Well, good move. I mean, great band. Paul yeah, though. he released uh, an album called Ground. Um, CD CD on this label called Crown Pocket. And because Polvo did celebrate the new dark age as a triple seven inch, he put out ground as a triple seven inch, kind of as the uh, response to the Polvo one. Um, but uh, but yeah, so yeah. so at the I think time we have a shot to have like Nels do the theme music for our Bandcamp page. He 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 certainly could. Um, yeah. I could I could. Reach like he's out welcome to like I, you know, I, I ideas. Could, I could ask him, but um, but I'll play. Uh, Boy, if you'll indulge me, the, the problem is these songs are a little bit long because it's it's sort of epic and there's a lot going on. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of quiet parts and louder parts. Um, well, just pick one then, mate. Uh, I'll play I'll play the Gammon, which is the last song on the record, and it, I think it kind of encapsulates the mood of the record. It starts very quiet. It's kind of introspective it's this almost like storytelling nels playing the guitar um meandering with like a little lead and then it's the the tension starts building and starts mounting and it builds up and then in the last minute or so it releases um it's just a beautiful song and it releases into and this is the song that like a lot of the headbangers really like because it releases into this like riff heavy the breadwinner fans headbanging song you know as uh as far as free jazz goes um this this uh, real quick before you spin it uh-huh nels klein you know of course has been the guitar player 
for a Wilco, one of the guitar players from Wilco, right. since the early part of this millennium. Right. Right. Okay. And like, uh, he's considered one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Well, yeah, and this was recorded in '93, well before any of that. that those that was what I'm saying, like you know, well before it's like, and he's like, uh, I think he's got to be like pushing sixty, isn't he? Uh, I think he's a little older than sixty. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've only met 60s. him like uh, once or twice, and it was just like a quick like handshake, like you play guitar, I play tambourine kind of thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's the sweetest guy and, uh, in the world. And when he recorded this, I mean, you gotta you gotta think about that. He he was he's also a twin. You know that he is. He is a twin. His brother Alex is a drummer. Twin brother, um, identical twin brother Alex is a drummer, um, and they've played together a little bit, but not Have a whole. Have you ever met Alex? Yeah, I've met Alex a couple times. Um, very nice guy. Alex is very they're tall, aren't they? They're tall boys. They're tall boys, like six five or so. Um, tall bean poles. Uh, let's see. Nels, when he recorded this, would have been. He would have been in his late 30s, okay? So think about this. He's in his late yeah. 30s. He's been playing music semi-professionally for almost 20 years, and he's still struggling. He's working at an art bookstore. He's hawking guitars to pay his rent. He Until he got the Wilco gig, he even... Was well, he was no sellout. No, 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 but he 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 started, you know, when he got into his 40s, he started thinking like, you know, what am I doing here? You know, this is probably never going to happen. I well, like, I think he's just a career musician that was like, you know, is always like stuck to the task. Yeah, but he wasn't like, the and, problem was he wasn't making the money and so he was like, I, Yeah, well, it, there's, you know, there's no money in it. Yeah. She like Right. You know, so the Wilco thing saved him and allowed him to do these kinds of projects, which um yeah, so super anyway. cool. You know, like of course is you know working Wilco. Wilco's a great band. Right, exactly. So, um, so yeah, I've talked a lot about it. Here you go, uh, the Gammon. Uh, it's a longer one. Sit back and enjoy it. It starts out mellow, and then gets um, gets a little crazed. So, here you go. Thank you.
So yeah, it's a nine minute long song that people only really remember the last minute or so. Well, no, no, no the lead up <laughs> bits are fantastic. It's kind of like a America's Fred Frith. Yeah, yeah, I could see that co- comparison for sure. Well, it also um, kind of like is analogous in a lot of ways, like one of my guitar heroes and a buddy of mine, Dwayne Dennison, of course, of uh-huh. uh, Cargo Cult, and Firewater, and yep. Tomahawk, and of course, the Great Jesus Lizard. Like, right. and I assume those two, two guys have crossed paths, but like, of course, like Dwayne is known for like you know putting over a really like, uh, it's almost like when he plays guitar, is it's almost like he's playing like a metal saw, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and but uh, you know these are guys that like you know convinced us at an early age never to play guitar. Right, it's like incredibly intimidating to see what he's able to do, seemingly somewhat effortlessly. Um, but you know, one of the things I love about that record, and you kind of get a sense in that song, is 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 the mood it sets throughout the whole album, the whole. Boy, on the vinyl, it's, I guess, you know, nearly two hours of music, or maybe even more than two hours of music. Um, and it just sets a mood throughout, and, and a lot of it is this quiet, loud, tension-build, tension-release exercise that's going on, that even though it's all instrumental, it's like telling the story, and you don't feel like anything's missing. You know, a lot of the music that we play here... And probably all the time that you play in regular, you know, just like listening to music has vocals and has a story that's actually parts. being told through parts. the Songs lyrics. Have parts. Yeah, exactly. But um, this record, it's so complete, uh, and there's so much sound being made from just these three guys that nothing feels missing. It's just it's it's one of these records that. Uh, every time I listen to it, I'm kind of in awe of what they were able to do and also just like humbled that I was even somewhat a part of allowing it to see the world. So, Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And, and like, as you said before, you have more copies in the drawer. I do. I have vinyl and I think I even have a few CDs lying around if anybody still wants CDs, but, um, but yeah, the vinyl has an extra track that's not available on the CD. Um, a bonus track, they call bonus, it. Bonus, bonus track. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can hit hit me up uh, three songs pod at gmail dot com. Uh, I'll 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 set you up. I mean, it's reasonably priced even for shipping in the U.S. I mean, it won't set you back more than twenty bucks for a double LP, brand new, you know, sealed copy of a double LP that's what at this point twenty three years old. So. We'll save it for the Bandcamp page. Okay, fair enough. And then the uh, I'll go to the Bandcamp page right, right now. 2019 Broker Ship Records. Brand new. Yeah, brand new. Brand Came new. out like uh, six weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's off a, it's a seven-inch EP. It's called uh, No Problem Probably. A great band from Baltimore that I love. They're very, in the best sense, they're very pylonic. Yeah. Beautiful, and, and, uh, beautiful record. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna play two because all their songs are short. Play like, two, uh, like Nels. Play five. Play two. <laughs> play five. Well, yeah, it'll it'll play, equal yeah. the same same as uh, what Nels. Play, um, I'll just play Grapefruit Kiss and then I'll follow it with Moon. Okay. Uh, then we'll talk about it. Grapefruit Kiss. Okay. You want me? To, you want me to go straight into each other? Yeah. Let's okay. rock the Baltimore. Let's rock the Baltimore. All right. Post Pink. 
on broker's tip, man. Mm. Broker's tip. The tip is the rip. Yeah. We'll have to talk about the name after we play the band. Yeah. Yeah, here you go. Post Pink.
great stuff. Summertime. Summertime. Great stuff, Bob. Post Pink. Yeah, Post Pink, yeah. Six songs. Broker. Six song EP. It's Broker's Tip number five, because I'm not prolific like Little Brother. Broker's Tip. Uh, I, I might have Broker's Tip number one, Pale, Pale Horse Riders. Oh, wow. There's a, not that many of those, man. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. It's not very good. <laughs> it's okay. I was on it. I was on it. I remember <laughs> buying it. That, oh, that Pavement Side Project. Well, Chris Layton was great. Chris hey, Layton was pavement great. Pavement Side Project. I'll buy this. I think it was around the time of the first Silver Jews, too. Well, that was recorded in uh, the Pillars Riders record, Brookership Number 1, was recorded in uh, the Oldham's basement with Paul. Yeah. It was me, me and Paul, my friend okay. Pete Townsend, and this... Uh, Dude from The in, Who? In, in, no, no, no. <laughs> just just a, a, a better dude. A different guy yeah. named Pete Townsend, okay. Without the H in the, in okay. the second right. syllable. Okay, fair enough. And a wonderful guy. When it, just a great guy. And uh, I'm not going to tell you stories about Pale Horse Riders, but we had a guy named Chris Slayton. He wrote all the songs. He was a he was a real crazy man. Crazy well, man. T- tell me about Post Pink. So that album or that EP came out a few weeks ago. You've got plenty of copies. Um, 500, yeah. We, we you know, 500. So um, I, I sent the band 300. Okay. Because they're going to be doing some tour dates and stuff. Nice. They'll sell them for a fiver. Nice. And uh, I can't wait to see them live. I still haven't seen them live. Wow. Okay, so um, I have two questions. They got in touch with me via like a direct uh, a Twitter message, and said, you know, we've like you've got this little label, Broker's Tip, and like, uh, would you have any interest in putting out our next uh, seven inch? That's cool. Or some some of our songs, and That's I was great. like, what? Well, I love post pink because I yeah. I'd already played them on the podcast. Right, right, right. And and I was like, hell yeah, you know, send it through. And I thought it sounded fantastic, you know, which it does. And I sent it up to Super Duper, my boys Madison, Chris at Super Duper, uh-huh. Madison, Wisconsin, got them pressed and like turned them around. Now they've got them for their summer tour, summertime band. That's with yeah. the tip reps. That's right. Yeah, you played them back on episode forty-six. You played two songs back then as well. You double half half of our careers ago. You double bubbled. Industry. Yeah, exactly. Half. Yeah. We're on episode ninety-two. You played episode forty-six. Um, I have two questions for you. Um, well, I guess I'll play them again on episode one thirty-eight. <laughs> Perfect deal. <laughs> I'll yeah. note it. I'll put it. I'll put a reminder in. Um, two questions. So one question: the name Broker's Tip. Uh, I know what it means. Tell pe- tell people what it means. So that's the first question, but also why you picked that name well because i was living across the street from churchill downs in the early 90s and i'm a kentucky derby historian and one of the greatest kentucky derbies of all time was the famed fighting finish that's right and broker's tip emerged victorious with two jockeys inside the 16th pole basically coming to fisticuffs while on their mounts at the, well, on at their the wire. Mounts, yeah, yeah. Like near the wire, like, you know, reins were dropped. And, like, right. I don't know if these guys had any previous history. Like, off the top of my head, I can't remember their names. I'd have to look it up. Was that 1933? 
32 or 33, yeah. yeah. 32 or 33, yeah. So, Broker's Tip, the winner of that race, was named I think Broker's he was Tip. a maiden. Yeah, was that maiden. I was going to say. He's known for two things. He's known for that fighting finish, but he's also, he was a maiden, which means yeah. he, he had never won a race until his first well, win. Well, this year, the, the, the horse across the line first, and this year's Derby, yep. Maximum Security ran for maiden 10. 16, so like, maiden know, 16. Maiden 16, okay, yeah. 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 Believe me, the 6,000 makes a difference in this household. Okay? That's true, that's true. Yeah, um, okay, maiden 16. So I'd run for maiden 16 at Coldstream Park. So I was like, you know, I guess, who knows? I think I think it was, in Broker's Tips case, it was his 13th start. Right, yeah, he'd, he'd raced. So he was he, a proven maiden. He was a proven maiden. He was a career maiden almost at that yeah. point. He'd never won before, and then he wins his first race in the Kentucky Derby. Um, well, you can't stop for a glass of water at the quarter pole, can you? No, especially when you're so I think he, fighting I think, I think the other jockey. He wanted like, I, think, I think he wanted the 10 furlongs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You know. All right, so, so that's, I think he was a, probably a plotter. But anyways, that's my you first have question. An angle in, like aside from the top two, Tacitus and War of Will, and the 151st uh, Belmont Stakes on Saturday. Mm. Do you have like who's who's your? Uh, do you have any outsider that you like? I haven't the other eight horses. I haven't looked too closely yet. Um, you haven't delved. Just like off the top of your head, off the top of my head, I'd I'd be uh, I prefer War of Will over Tacitus. Um, Me too. And I'm a little (laughs) interested in spinoff. Okay. We'll see. I mean, generally, my approach to this race is even though it's longer, and intuitively, you think, oh, the longer races, the horses that are running late will do better. That's no, it never works out. Not that. actually how it works. You want a horse that's going to be somewhat forwardly placed and have some tactical speed, and the off-the-pace horses almost always just get dulled by the end of the race. So, okay, Here's what I think, real quick, before we go back to the rest of the music, is I think that tax... Tax? Yeah, tax is a sneaky It's going to be a factor in the race because I yeah. think he's going to ensure an honest pace. Yeah, tax is a sneaky horse for sure. He's a sneaky horse. Sneaky connections, we've talked about the Garganator on the on the show. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And, uh, the, and the, 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 like, you got to look at 12 furlong pedigrees. Like, if you turn it into a proper staying race, sure. test of stamina like it should be. Sure. I'm, I'm quite intrigued by a horse called Sir Winston. But uh, we'll turn the page. He's we'll the yeah. Page. He's another one. I mean, there's there's some there's some interesting ones, um, but they're I, only going to focus on the top two. I don't even know. Obviously, like there are ones it's Belmont Stakes that the card's incredible. Like you've got like eight stakes races. Here, here are a couple that I would not bet with your money that are going to take some money. Okay, I love this. I love I love when you do this because you're always right when you do when you ever fast. And Master yeah, Fencer. Yeah, yeah. He well, he he found his way up the lucky rail at pre at the Preakness. Yes, he? exactly. Everfast Master Fencer. I want no part of either of those horses. Okay. Uh, well. And 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 even even Bourbon War, who's I think going to take a little bit of money. Oh uh, no, he'll take a lot of money. He's so fashionable. He was so fashionable heading into the Preakness. Yeah, and and he now gets Mike Smith. Uh, he's somebody that... Uh, oh, just, Mikey Smith. They'll bet on Mikey Smith of the cows. Come he's up. somebody I, I don't really want any part of. Uh, I'm with you on Sir Winston. 
I think even Intrepid Heart has a chance. Oh, I'm very interested in him. Those are my two. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah. You know, the Pletcher Horses spinoff and Intrepid Heart, I, I, I think, have a shot because, you know, don't discount Pletcher at a price. Not in the Belmont Stakes. Not in the Belmont Stakes. Okay, so back... It's at home, home time. And, of course, Tappet right. is the Belmont Stakes sire. So, that's, like, if you're leading towards Tacitus, then... That's right. So, so, so back to the music. I have one other question. Back to Post Pink. Oh, yeah, Post Pink, yeah. Um, prior to Post Pink, we played some Nels Klein trio. We played Chest. You mentioned you had Chest. Uh, why do you have Chest? I don't. I have Una. I've got the Una thing. No, 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 no. You, you, you said you have a copy of Chest. Unless no, you sent it to me. I sent you a copy of Chest. Nels, Nels Klein Trio Chest. Chest. I've got the Una. I've got them both. Yeah. What? Uh, Keep in mind that my record collection. Why? So, so let me ask you one more question. This is the leading question. You played Post Pink. Why don't I have a copy of Post Pink? Well, because I've been too lazy to get to the post office to mail you the entire broker's tip discography aside from Pale Horse Riders, which is plus you've got to have a hat. I've done like eighteen hats. Man. Fix I made it, man. Hats. This is a solvable yeah, problem. Yeah. Sorry, summertime, man. This is a well, this is a, problem. I see what you're saying. Like, I've got, I've got like a lot of like you gave me a great package in the wintertime. Yeah, and I listened to it, you know, in the frozen tundra with Ghost, and it actually hit the frozen tundra very well. I'd like to say. We'll yeah, we'll play some like other it. ones. I I, I want to play I want to play something from the Stephen R. Smith record that I released called Sleep. Oh yeah, I like that. Sleep like that. that three or four times. Yeah, that's Which that's a lot of listens. Like that's a really my good record, record collection. Like has been inaccessible for the last month because like we bought a couch and the couch was in a box in front of the in my record collection, which I could not access with a bunch of like stacks of like dj stuff that i haven't re-alphabetized ah uh, you, know. you know what i hear i hear excuses 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 but the other thing i hear yeah. you said you bought a couch and the way you said it i thought you at first i thought you were gonna say you bought a cow and i was gonna be really excited well, i did buy a cow and she'll be entered on uh the 14th <laughs> and i bought uh. another cow and like no 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 with all due respect uh, okay. All right. Let, let, let's go back to the music. Um, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a band uh, that I know you don't. I'm not know. kidding, Elliot. You're good. You're good, yeah. Elliot. Yeah. Uh, I know. Casey's listening. I like to like raise my can to Elliot Honaker. He Elliot yeah. listens. He's a regular listener listener yeah. to the podcast. I'll tip my glass to Elliot as well. We're in there to win there, Elliot. Great guy. Fantastic man. Um, yeah, and I think you'll have fun with that with that one. Oh no, uh, we're 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 starting out strong. We're yeah, starting out abs- strong. Absolutely. So um, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to New Zealand, and I know this is a band that you don't know. The best five dollars show bet you'll make all year. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know this is a band you don't know at all. Because I said well, I was going to play Sticky Filth, and you said you don't know anything about Sticky Filth. Oh, the Filth. You're hitting me with the Filth already. Sti- Sticky, oh, yeah. Sticky Filth are a New Zealand band. They started in the mid-'80s. Um, I'm going to play a song from their first proper LP called Weep, Wim- Weep Woman Weep, 1988 on the I'm a Hit Records. Uh, 
Which maybe. island? You know. Uh, I don't know. North, probably the Auckland. Probably uh, the Auckland. let me see. Let north, me see. North. Let me see where it was recorded. It was recorded Wellington. Oh yeah. Wellington. So, Capital city, very windy there. Um, so their earlier stuff. Northern part of the South Island. Yeah, they're very, very early stuff. In in 1986, they released a cassette called "The Lion and the Witch." In they've released they released some EPs. Um, they released a, a seven inch called "At Least Rock and Roll Doesn't Give You AIDS." Take that for what it what it's worth. Um, and then they released this one in 1988, Weep Women, Weep Woman Weep. Um, and, and, you know, some of their stuff is kind of straight punk, but I'm going to play this song. Uh, it's called Baptized. It's, it's a little more complex. It's, um, it's Sticky Filth, baby. Sticky Filth. Here you go. Enjoy it. Um, sticky Filth, right? Not Stinky. Sticky. Sticky. Sticky filth. Yeah. Sticky filth. Uh, and and if you can find a copy of this record, it'll set you back quite a bit. But uh, here you go. Well, shower up, three songs podcasters. Here we go. Sticky filth. Baptized. Yeah. Slowly getting into it.
New Zealand punk legend Sticky Filth. That's uh, dreamy. Very dreamy. Yeah, I mean... For, for punk legends. A lot of their stuff is a little harder, but yeah, I mean, it's um, not exactly kind of synthy, like what you'd synthy expect. Like yeah, it, good band um, didn't get their due, and I think because of that, they're, they're somewhat rare and, um, you know copies are hard to come by so so finding original sticky filth records it's going to set you back well unless they're on uh, little brother yeah unless they're on little brother and then nobody cares yeah yeah <laughs> you can't no, give them no, away. no 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 cut that out <laughs> cut out the uh, self-deprecation of modesty because july 1st is the release date <laughs> For the Bandcamp page, fair Believe enough. We're, we're we're cutting our collections loose. Fair fair, fair we'll enough. Wipe Bob the dust off. We will wipe the dust off. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Cheap rates, good posters. Anyways, it's time to party. It's, it's what is it? it? Feels like Saturday night. It is my Saturday night. Wednesday is my Saturday. You're gonna bring down the house. See, see, I I deliberately chose Sticky Filth there because. I was gonna come on. I, well, you. I was. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you look at my three. I was gonna play a song that was gonna be hard to follow, um, because it was a, a serious rave up. Um, but I'll save we'll that. We'll play it then. We'll play it. You want me to play it? You yeah, want me to play, play it? Okay. All right. I'll match your stride. All right. We, we don't even talk about it much. Just we give won't. Me a lead we won't play it. The... This gospel song, 1954, Laverne, yeah. Laverne Baker. Yeah, exactly. Then we'll go to Portsmouth, Virginia. This one's called Saved. Chicago, Illinois yeah. is where Laverne's from. 1950, yeah. 1954. You know this song, Bob? Not off the top of my head, oh. but I know Laverne Baker. Oh. But I might know it. There's a good oh. chance I know it. Enjoy it. You'll love it. This is Thanks. <laughs> this song rules. It rules. Saved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here you go. I used to smoke. I used to drink. I used to smoke. Drink. There's a hoochie coo I used to smoke and drink Smoke and drink and there's a hoochie coo Oh yeah But now I'm standing on this corner Praying for me and you uh-huh. That's why I'm saved I'm saved People let me tell you about a Kingdom come you know I'm saved I'm saved I'm gonna preach unto you Deaf and dumb I'm in that soul saving army Step on people's feet. Oh yeah. 
Follow that shit, Bob Nastanovich. Well, I don't think I don't think either of us have ever partied that hard. Because <laughs> that's like the definition of stomping. Yeah. Seriously, that is a song. That is a well, song. What, no, no, give me your uh, what's your uh, birth year and month? I'm not getting astrological on your ass. Uh, April 1971. Okay. So three three months your junior. Okay. Missy Elliott. Off of her first solo record, uh-huh. Rain, Rain, Super Duper Fly, Portsmouth, uh-huh. Virginia. Tip my cap, okay. Send my hearts, my love to the Virginia Beach, the Tidewater area. Come on now, let's recover. Miss the beep, beep, Timothy, 
look like it's about to rain, what a shame I got the armor or the shine up the same Old Missy, try to maintain I feel the wind Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, nine, ten. Begin. I sit on heels like Lauren until the rain starts coming down pouring chill. I got my umbrella, my finger waves these days, they fall like chump. I break up with him before he dump dump. They have me yes, you love me, yes, you love me. Missy Elliott, my friends. That's and I, I didn't tackle your party, but your party was stomping. I I, uh, I love Missy Elliott. I don't know enough Missy Elliott to, to to even. Oh, I only know like the fifteen hits. Yeah, right. Me, kind of me too. But that's your age group. Yeah, you know. Right, for sure, for sure. You know, but you uh, keep it forty-seven. You know. Yeah, you know, some of us are forty-eight now. Who cares? You know, you guys are doing well. Doesn't matter. That's right. Uh, well, thank you, Bob. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, we reached the halfway point to the last third. As always. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. A big pleasure. What did you say? Master Fencer's got no shot? Master Fencer, no shot. Um, Somebody else. The Roman's horse. He just the Bourbon War. Oh, Everfast. Yeah, Everfast, no shot. Bourbon War, no shot. We will be back. Like you're you're going to have to look into your thing, into your little music library, and pull out some gems like that. It's summertime, Mike. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. We can do this. Pressure's on. No, we we got this. But we, like, we do have this. Um, but yeah. It's yeah, what I live for. You can't reach for your scrotum poles record it's again. It's what I live for. Things like Sticky Filth, Scrotum Poles, Laverne Baker... The things that make you sit up and take notice and say, what the hell was that? That's yeah. What, that's what this podcast is yeah, about. We got some of that. That's right. Go on with the three songs pod. Go on with the Broker's <laughs> Tip. Go on with the Little Brother. Let's go. So we had, we had a July 1st deadline for our Bandcamp page. That's right. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll, be, we'll be promoting it through the usual, uh, rarely sourced uh, vehicles on the internet. That's right. Thank you, everyone, for listening, putting up with our self-promotion. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. He'll be back with more of that, and I'll be back with more of that. <laughs> we'll do this again yeah. sometime soon. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sleep well. Sleep well. Be good. Take care. <laughs>